we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. This conversation has come to the fore in the last, I would say, 10 or so years in the body of Christ. And it's been a beautiful thing. But it's been a horrible thing. But it's been a beautiful thing but it's been a horrible thing you understand this truth was lost and i think because it was lost and it was happening kind of hit and miss it was not something that was being done intentional where the men and the women of God understood their responsibility to beget those that they led as spiritual parents to cause to awaken and to incite in them and excite in them what God had called them to do in the earth many in spiritual authority were not fully cognizant and did not take seriously that role because the revelation was not known the revelation of, of, of what it means to be a spiritual parent um, and so there are things that you would do but not do them with intention so it was kind of a hit and miss kind of thing and then in many instances there were uh, let's call it church members who only saw themselves as church members and who did church thank God for Rev who preach a word but did not really value that preacher the way that preacher should have been valued didn't hold them in the esteem that they should have been esteemed and did not value the words that were coming out of their mouth understanding that in their mouth was life to them so I believe the conversation that has now come to the fore for me f-o-r-e to the front it is necessary because the bible says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge where, where there's no knowledge destruction is inevitable so there got to be an understanding the bible says when we are ignorant to satan's devices he gains an advantage over us when we do not understand the the, the necessity for proper alignment between spiritual fathers and sons when we don't understand 
how critical Paul is to Timothy. How essential Elijah is to Elisha. When we don't understand how critical those kinds of relationships are, we take them for granted. And we give window for the enemy to come in. We, the, the, the Bible says where um, our ignorance to Satan's devices gives him an advantage over us. So it is critical that there is illumination in this regard so that when the enemy, watch this, is trying to put a wedge, a, some schism between you and your spiritual father or spiritual mother, you know, hold on, wait a minute, mm -mm, no devil. Now let me say this from the onset, when I use the term mother, I mean spiritual father, spiritual son, I'm talking about male and female, all right? So I'm going to say that right from the onset, it's male and female. When this revelation is not known, then distraction comes, things come in the way, and we sever divine connections and lose what God has called for us to have, and then we end up living beneath our full potential because the deposit that we needed from certain individuals, we never got it because we severed the relationship. You cannot exist without other human beings anointed of God being a part of your life. You cannot exist in the fullness of what God has called you to do as a believer without other human beings that God has ordained, some at a higher level than you, uh, some that are instructors. First uh, Corinthians 4, 15 um, talks about them being instructors and then also fathers. You are going to need them. There is no way around it. That is necessary for the development of the believer. Watch this. Um, I'm going to go to that text again. The book of Ephesians, chapter number 6. He says this. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be well with thee. Did you see that? Honor your father and your mother that it may be well with thee. I believe that this text not only um, can be used in the spiritual context, but it can also be used and should also be used in the natural context. Honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with thee. I want to talk about, and I said this some weeks ago, this word well means being well off. It means to prosper. It means to be good. That's what well means. He says, when you honor your father and your mother, then things will be good for you. You're going to prosper. You're going to be well off. That's what the book says. That's what that word, uh, um, be well. And then he says, and you will live long on the earth. So, I'm saying this to say it is absolutely necessary for this teaching to hit the body of Christ because we're off. We are off in this regard and don't understand the right connection between father and mother. The teaching is necessary. But listen to me. I got a question. I, got a, I told the person I would ask this question on. I would address this question online on, on the Bible study. Uh, I got a question 
from um, one of my ministers, they asked this question. It's a powerful question. And it says this. Um, why can't we just, just drop the term spiritual father? Does it even really need a title? Should it even be a thing? Can I just have questions and come <laughs> to my, or to you, or whoever that you is, I guess that spiritual father, for spiritual advice? Well, let me just clean up first and say that that spiritual parent is not just there for advice. They are there for impartation. They are there for in, to release, to give instruction, to give guidance. Now, the core of the question is, do, why do we need to define it? This is my daddy. These are my children. Why do we need to define this? And I believe this need, this need for definitions, this need for announcements, number one, a lot of times people do it just to name drop. Uh, people do it just to make themselves feel relevant. What it does oftentimes, it exposes an inferiority complex. That's why many of us, and I think we're still suffering from our slave, from the slavery mentality, that we, 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 we are insulted if we are not addressed by our titles. So if I'm not called Bishop Denzel, I'm offended. If I'm not called Pastor Denzel, I'm offended. If someone just says, Brother Denzel, you insulted me. And what that shows is that there's still a slave mentality functioning on the inside of me. And so I need that title to validate who I am. When I know who I am and I have an understanding of who I am, I have the revelation of who I am, what you call me does not matter. I'm not insulted when someone calls me Denzel. That is my name on my passport and my birth certificate. Denzel Antonio, actually, I love that name. I was in a particular um, establishment today and they asked me my name. Someone in the place says, that's Bishop Den No, 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 no. Let me tell you where I was, I was in Starbucks. I hadn't been in Starbucks in a long, 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 long time. So I fell again in Starbucks. And I go on to Starbucks. And they wanted my name to put on the cup. And I put no bishop on my cup. I said, my name is Denzel. Oh, she said, okay, D-E-N-C-C-I-L. No, boo, boo, boo. No, I love my name. Spell my name correctly. I love my name. D-E-N-C. I get it practice. C as in Charlie. Z as in zebra. I-L. That's me. Denzel. And when my coffee is ready, Denzel, that's me. Baby Bishop. So when there is a, an inferiority complex, we get offended when you don't say the reason apostle. When you don't call us prophet. Our identity becomes our title. We get identity from our title. So that's a, that's a pre-existing condition that many of us have. I, I tell the story about when I was on a job. I think I may have told this here in the Bible study. Um, some years back and um, uh, when I worked for a particular engineering firm and I'm on the site, I'm the chief engineer on the site 
and um, we're in the site meeting and so in the site meeting is the owner of the property his name was Peter DeSavory uh, he owned the uh, Abaco Club at Wine and Bay now it's the Ritz Carlton but it's the Abaco Club at Wine and Bay I was the chief engineer there on the site and so he comes there and he gets some of his partners there and, and uh, some other people there all of them everybody in the room everybody did I say everybody everybody in the room got more money than me and so we're going through introductions in the room. So here we go. This one says, uh, um, first it says, I'm Mark. His name, guy's name is Mark Scott. Wealthy guy going over the place. He says, I'm Mark. And uh, next one says, I am this. The owner of the entire job, the multi-millionaire, billionaire, who got a yacht out there in the Abaco Beach Club and, and got fluid on his own jet, all his money he got. He says his name is Peter. And they come around to me. You know what I said? My name is Mr. Roll. And after I said it, I said to myself, thou fool. But just this learn to be important. The slavery mentality where, you know, we said, if you don't know my name, call him Mr. And so this name, this need to be known that I'm the chief engineer and I'm the boss here. I'm the, all this stuff, my broke self. I'm Mr. Rule. And as they were about to go to the next person, I came back and said, my apologies, I'm Denzel. Felt so stupid. Everybody saying their first name. I gotta say, it's Mr. Rule. And and that exists with us, many of us as black people. If we tell the truth, that exists with us as black people. That we get our we, we, we get a sense of identity from a title. And what's sad is it's even in the church. So I need a title. So we got to put definition. These are my spiritual children. I have, I, you know, I have sons. See how my son, see son, 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 son. I saw a particular pastor. He was talking about this is a spiritual son. He said, come here, man. I love you, baby. And it's a guy. He's a guy. The guy is a guy. And he kisses him and says, this is one of my, one of my babies. What? One of your babies? That's a grown man. He was a grown man. He kissed him. I mean, hey. The Bible of greedy brothers with a holy kiss. He kissed him on the, you know, like on, on the side of his head. And I ain't calling the king thing, the kiss thing gay. I ain't getting in that. I mean, I ain't gonna do that. But hey, if that's, I ain't fighting that part. Because it wasn't like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a feminine kind of kiss. It was kind of a masculine kiss kind of thing. But that baby thing, this my baby. Hold on. And I, I, I mean, I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let the kiss go. I ain't gonna lie. But I ain't gonna fight the kiss. No problem. That's a y'all is rule. Hey, different strokes for different folks. But that baby, this is my baby. That's a grown man. You're almost the same age. This thing, this get. So to answer the question, I, I, I think this need to call to define it comes from an inferiority complex and a need for self-aggrandizement. But when you find yourself repelling it, you got to watch it that it's not pride coming there and the failure to want to submit to it. Like referring to someone as your spiritual father, if that bothers you, now the question is, why does that bother you? If that person is truly your spiritual parent. Now, you're not bragging it or whatever the case is and you're not calling them daddy. But you should not have a problem identifying the person. You don't want to be making an announcement, but you're not having a problem identifying that person as your spiritual father or spiritual mother. And you, you walk in that revelation and you respect them as such. 
Because having a spiritual father, a spiritual mother, is not just about when I need something, I go to them. Or when I need advice, I go to them. No, it's a relationship that's, that you're connected with them and you're connected also to their voice whenever they speak. Uh, so I, I hope that brings some clarity to that question. I wanted to answer that question, and I promised the person I would answer it on the stream here. Um, so know that there's not need to be something that you go ahead announcing and all my sons, you know, my sons, all my sons know. It doesn't need to be like that. that. That usually speaks about, that actually exposes some degree of deficiency, some inferiority and this need for um, validation. Um, that exposes your own weaknesses um, but on the flip side it should not be disrespected and definitely not discounted that's why I began by saying that it's a truth it's a revelation that of the spiritual father and spiritual son um, it's a revelation necessary in the body of Christ because then it, 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 it conditions us to respect the nature of the relationship okay so uh, we have a little bit of time left let me get through some of this stuff here I asked myself this, that's a question that that person asked me, uh, one of my ministers asked me, so I addressed it just now. I had a question, my question was, and uh, y'all can ask my question with me, my question was, will every believer have a spiritual father? That was my question. Will every believer have a spiritual father? Should every believer have a spiritual father? The way the father answered me was like this. He said this to me. He says, whether that person submit to that voice or not, it is up to them. But I will align them with spiritual parentage. I will align them with someone to beget them in the gospel. Watch this. When... Paul made the statement in 1 Corinthians 4 and 15. He made it to his sons. He was talking to the church, the congregation. The book says a letter to the church at Corinth. So he speaks to the whole church. And if you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and you read verse 14, he says, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. So he's speaking to the entire church and calling them his sons. So I'm saying this based on looking at this text and the language that Paul uses here. Uh, um, that what, what Father said to me by the Spirit of God as I asked him this question is confirmed in this text. That yes, that we will all, God says he connects and aligns all of us. With, with a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. Now it's up to us to stay in alignment. God will have someone to beget you in the spirit. Someone, I, again, I can't go away from this. You cannot miss that word, begotten. He says, I have begotten you. The word begotten means to engender. Powerful word. To cause to arise. To excite. That word, you, you could put also there, stimulate. Uh, to attain by effort. To make come into effect. 
your spiritual parent causes spiritual things causes a spiritual birthing and awakening to take place on the inside of us and if we tell the truth many of us are living and uh, living spiritually bored life we are tired of where we are spiritually we're going to church every sunday uh, in this case well we're going online every sunday someplace we get to church every sunday but we are not being spiritually excited Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me, but I know I'm telling the truth that we are being we are spiritually bored, spiritually dull. Because we're going to church, but we are not being excited. Our spirit is not being caused to wake up. Is there anybody here gonna be honest? No, don't do that because your pastor may be watching. So not again. I gotta keep on saying this. Not because someone is your pastor means that they're a spiritual parent. Spiritual parents ignite something on the inside of you. There is a quickening and awakening. Uh, there's a stimulation that happens. And if you have not had that experience, you don't know it. So you think you're missing nothing. But when you've had that experience, when you sit under someone and they awaken someone on the inside of you, then going back under. Um, Bible story and just talking it becomes a problem hmm. I was going to throw one, 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 one cheap shot there but I ain't do it dying right no cheap shot there God says I will align every believer spiritual parent now and I'm still in my nose what the Lord said to me. He says, now the level of relationship differs from son to son. So while there are some sons that may be extremely close to the father, there will be others that are not as close. Some will have close proximity. Others will not. Watch. Huh, actually, even before, before I, I go to Jesus, and the 12 well hold on we can go to Jesus in the 70 and then from the 70 we go to the 12 and then from the 12 we go to the 3 come on here and then from them you find out that John was the beloved uh oh and Peter was called with a special unique call all right so we see death different levels of relationship but before I even use Jesus, well, like I said before, I just used Jesus. But let's even go back to Elijah. When you read the beginning of 1 Kings 19, 1 Kings 19, watch this, is where, is where Elijah drops the mantle on Elisha in verse 19. But when you read further up, like in verse 3 or so, 3 or 4, somewhere early up in the text, uh, the Bible says that Elijah had a servant that he left. Um, where is it? Beth page or somewhere? He had a servant that he left, but say he left the servant behind and then he went further on. So, watch this. He had him a servant before Elisha, he had him someone that was moving with him. But the level of relationship that he had with Elijah was different from that that he had with his other servant. Remember when he went up on the hill and when he went up on Mount Carmel and he told his servant to go look? That was a level of relationship. 
But now this level of relationship that he had with Elisha was different from this unnamed servant. And then don't forget, he also had the, 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 the sons of the prophet. Another group of people. So there are tears, there are levels of relationship. I said, but say there was Bathsheba. Sorry, that's what it was. He told that guy to hang around Bathsheba and he went further down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So watch this. Every child of God, God says, I will cause them to intercept. I will cause them to collide with their spiritual father, the one that will beget them in the spirit. But now it's up to them whether they protect that Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office. 6015125 We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.